0: Nama om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swamini Tidanya Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatade Shatari Well, you just said everything I had to say. Don't waste your life. <laughs> life is meant for more important things than Chasing after money, so called fun, enjoyment, everything is tested at the time of death. So, what are you going to do with your lives? You're going to search out Krishna? I'm just thinking. uh, when I was your age, in many ways, what's going on now in modern, among modern Indian youth, is similar to what our generation went through in the Western countries. I mean, yours is the practically it's the first generation. It, it's like a change. At our at our generation, it was like a change. The old values were changed, and everything was being opened up. That you don't. in our generation, it was probably the first one in which we we openly we didn't care what our parents said, and we didn't we, if they put time limits for you to come back home, we didn't bother observing them, and we did what we liked, and we didn't care for anyone, and uh, it was opportunities for the first time for free sex and be as independent, completely independent, and. Now that's just normal in the Western world and India is going that way also. But you're the first generation in India to have this opportunity to become a complete jerk. <laughs> without its, Or rather you're encouraged to do so. So it seems very exciting but the upshot of it all is simply confusion. And actually, when I look back at my childhood, it's very confused, and our whole generation was confused, and the whole world is confused. But when I look back on it, I think it's really Krishna's mercy that He gave me the opportunity at a young age. I joined this movement at age 18. So I was very fortunate at a young age to do all the bad things and understand it was all worse than useless and come out of it and come to the shelter of Śrīla Prabhupāda's lotus feet. Now, of course, there is a big difference between all of you and me. And the big difference is that you're coming from Indian Hindu background. So there is still a very good background of what you call spirituality, which is a vague term. But I was just seeing a, a, some survey, I saw in some, some newspaper in India that uh, most people in India, I guess they must have interviewed Hindus because Muslims and Christians don't believe in reincarnation, but they were saying most people they'd like to be born again in India. And the, the reason that most of them gave, some of them gave the reason that, well, India is developing economy now, so that's the reason. <laughs> but the main reason was because of the spiritual atmosphere of India. And someone told me, last time I was in Bangalore, they, someone told me that they'd done a survey among the youth there, and most of them said that actually we think the old way of life was better. But we're caught up in the modern way, and there's nothing we can do. We just, you know, there's no alternative. You have to go along with it. You're dragged along with it. So that's a great advantage that you have. That I, d- I mean, I was brought up kind of religiously. My mother used to drag me to church every day, which was pretty unusual for as long as she could, which wasn't very long, but, <laughs> but uh, somewhat religious, but. But, uh, basically is a very, very confused existence. And actually, India, I'm, I'm addressing you as Indian news, although you're also, you're not exactly the same as Indian news in India, because you're in Dubai and it's different. But, uh, I, I interact with a lot of young people and old people and middle-aged people and all kinds of people. In India. And, uh, finding same thing, lot of confusion among the youth. Lot of distress. Lot of suicide cases and, you uh, know, kids and, I mean, I'm talking about kids from a young age just really rebelling against, you know, giving their parents a lot of anxiety and and uh, many times what we see the parents are working so they're working, 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 working they don't have time for their children and the children, it's, it's the same thing they have it in the West, the children don't really know their, their parents the parents are only working to get money for their children but their children, they need their parents more than the, than the money it's, it's a syndrome it's very diff- difficult to get out of it that you See, if you want a medical college seat, you have to pay so many lakhs of rupees. So then the parents have to work so hard, but then they don't see their children. So the children get the, they get the medical college seat, but they don't get the direct affection of their parents. Their parents, so it's, it's a nasty civilization, actually. It's, the whole way it's set up is that it just simply puts people in anxiety. And the youth, although they're advertising that the youth be free, enjoy yourself. Actually, it's just they're cheating the youth more than anyone, because the youth is they're easily pliable. So they they just like this fashion. You see, everyone has to wear this kind this kind of jeans and have your hairstyle this way and and nail polish and so many you have to dress like this talk like this but it it's all just given to you by the big companies that want to sell you all their goods that's all you think you're you're being I'm being cool I'm doing you know I'm be, I'm being different but you're all different in the same way what does that mean it's not different <laughs> so it's just a big cheating actually I I myself could see as a kid, I thought... When I say kid, I mean that means from about 12 or 13 years old. So, of course, you don't like to be called a kid, but looking back, you could see I was very childish, actually. But uh, you could see that... I It wasn't difficult to see that everyone's confused, everyone's in anxiety... No one's happy. But at the same time, they're pushing you just to do the same thing. And I thought, why? Why Why should I do the same thing? Why should I follow the same path? So what's the alternative? Become a drug addict? No, I don't do that either. So what do you want to do? What should I do with my life? i got this whole thing called life coming up ahead of me. What am I supposed to do with it? I just follow everyone else and be like everyone else just... Working hard to maintain a little little box which you call a home, and you have to work so hard and then you just live and then you just die and what's what for and no one and it's it's very clear no one's happy and everyone's very uh every everyone's just busy working for money and it makes people very shallow actually there's still in indian society in indian families still there's some depth to it but it's becoming more and more the whole society everyone's on their own and everyone's just working for themselves and you don't know you don't care for your for your own brother sister father mother it's becoming like that so many so many girls get married on the, they make a condition that well, i won't live with your family well, i won't live with your parents because i don't want to look after them it's too much hassle let stick them in some home somewhere and let them die that's the idea so people are becoming heartless they only care about themselves and it just makes people people are smiling outside but they're screaming inside everyone's full of Anxiety. No one cares for anyone else. So I could see that. that what's what's the use of following this civilization? What's the point? Why should we just do that? And by I I looked at everything in the world that I could possibly do, and I couldn't find anything that I wanted to do. <laughs> Nothing. Unfortunately, Prabhupada showed me that there is a purpose to life which was so nicely brought out in the explanation of the skit which was just done, that there is purpose. The purpose, we find out from Shastra, is to understand Krishna. That this simply working, living, and then dying, what for? But if we can find out Krishna, then our human life is meaningful, And it is successful in the real sense of the term. Otherwise, to be a material success is meaningless. As anyone can understand, the beggar in the street and Bill Gates—they have the same amount of money at the time of death. (laughs) It all comes to nothing. Can't I bring Bill? Can say, can't you know? Can I even bring? You know, just a few million dollars? No, nope, nothing. All you bring with you is your karma. So Bill's trying to get some good karma now by doing some good works. Bill Gates, I'm talking about. So he's trying to do some good work. But uh, even that, you do some good work, but it, it causes our bondage in this material world. So... Real good work is to understand Krishna. And actually we can't be happy without that. No one's happy. But if we live for Krishna, then only we can be happy. I was convinced about Krishna with practically within a few minutes of entering the temple. Because I saw immediately the devotees are so blissful. I could experience. I never met such people. I never. I never imagined that such people could exist, who are happy, and their happiness is not some plastic smile that they put on. Yes, sir. Uh, when you come in the shop, of course, here they don't necessarily smile. They might. Last night we met some shopkeepers. Uh, rather aggressive sales tactics, but. uh In America, they've got the art down of, of business dealings, that you smile. Yes, and you're very nice, and they talk with you very nicely. But the whole purpose is just to get the money out of your pocket, that's all. They just pretend that they're friendly with you, but the the real per, they don't give a damn about you, but they're trained, salesmen are trained to be nice and friendly, as if they actually care about you. But the only, they don't care about you, they just want to get the money out of you. So the whole society is very superficial. But when I met devotees, I could immediately understand that these people, they've got something real. They're not just playing a game. You know you're doing a drama. But everyone's doing a drama all the time. Everyone's pretending to be something they're not. You've got to, you've got to pretend to be really cool and like this. And you're always playing for the audience. What are the girls thinking of me? So these people, I saw they're real, they're really happy. And the, by the principles they were following, some people think, well, Krishna Consciousness is too difficult, you have to follow all the principles, no meat-eating, no gambling, no illicit sex, no intoxication. But for me, that was convincing, that this is a real thing. There's, there's so many cheetahs in the name of spiritual life, They say, well, you just do some meditation and it's good to be a vegetarian, if you like. But they don't have any real spiritual substance. But when I could see the devotees, they're rising early in the morning, they do everything for Krishna. They're only interested in Krishna. They have a very clear understanding that Krishna's too, Bhagavan, Swayam. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So that cleared all my confusion actually immediately that there i i there is god and if we consider there is god then what else is there to do in life but to seek him out and you're not going to get god by you know slurping ice creams and and wasting your life on on the beach it requires some serious effort But that serious effort, that is the cause of our actual bliss. Without that, everything is just superficial. So Krishna consciousness minimally saves us from a bad life. We want to be... You won't be satisfied if you... By taking in... There's so much pressure. Booze, take booze and take drugs. I don't know what it's like in your... I heard in the schools there's drugs everywhere. I don't know in your schools, but in many schools, the best schools in India, they're full of all kinds of drugs and uh, sex between the students and even between the students and the teachers. It's very normal, but these things... Actually, it just makes us miserable. You can't imagine until you do it (laughs) how miserable it makes you. But as you are also fortunate to be attracted to Krishna consciousness, I can just suggest to you, keep clear of all these things, because it really messes your life up to get involved with sex before marriage drugs intoxication so Krishna consciousness at the minimum it saves us from all these things and over and above that it fills our life with the richness of having the purpose of life to understand Krishna And when we do take to Krishna Consciousness, we can understand that everything apart from that is just empty. People are just wasting their lives. Then you can see very clearly when we have such a, a wonderful thing to seek after Krishna, to chant the names of Krishna, to remember Krishna, to always pray for Krishna's mercy, then everything else, whatever it may be, even the Much revered cricket. It's just, we can see it's just meaningless and empty. Sports, politics, TV shows. It's all empty. Krishna is the meaning of life. Well, that was my skit. But it's not a skit. We're very serious. Very, very serious. Human life we attain after many, many births. If we use this human life to understand Krishna, then we go to Krishna. If not, then punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam. Again and again getting born, and again and again dying. And it's not fun. However much they advertise fun, enjoy yourself. It's not fun. Not at all. So we can simply encourage you as you are so fortunate to take up Krishna Consciousness to take it up more. Think about it seriously. What are you doing? Where is your life going? Which direction is it going? Is it going down the drain? You are putting all your efforts in the wrong account? Or if we put our efforts into understanding Krishna then our life is perfect in all respects so you can do that now many of you, many people think when we say, oh I have to become a sannyasi well this youth program is being overseen from the back from behind by Someone I've known since youth. <laughs> well, is how old are you? Late twenties or something when I first saw Early twenties, yeah. At the end of youth. Nanda Kumar Das Adhikari, who's now got some almost youths to, well, they've got a little way to go yet, but it won't be long till the little children are now holding on to the bottom of your shirt will be up to here and beyond. (laughs) So uh, yeah, please be Krishna conscious. That's my suggestion, request, recommendation, order if you want to take it. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. There's much, much more to be said, and I'm always talking. I'm a big talker. So, we have some of those CDs. Is that one you were recommending. What's that? Don't follow this nasty civilization. Yeah, there are so many lectures. Yeah, what I was saying is, here's, here's a youth who's a. I, I didn't finish that point. That. In married life also, mostly, mostly, most of our devotees, they're married in Krishna consciousness. So, we're not saying that you have to completely leave all hopes and aspirations within this world immediately. Not everyone's ready for that. But lead a balanced life. Balanced means most people have family, children, all this. But the center should be Krishna. And there are so many happy families here in Krishna consciousness. All right, questions, please. Questions, comments, protests. No bricks, please Yeah, we have them written down. All right. Oh. I have a whole lot ready. Okay. Why Krishna married so many girls? Why can't we? Well you can't look after them all like Krishna can. (laughs) Krishna has unlimited potency. Krishna married sixteen thousand one hundred and eight wives and he made sixteen thousand one hundred and eight palaces, much bigger than the palace of the what's the name? The Sheikh of of dubai much better each one so krishna has unlimited transcendental potency and his wives were all transcendentally liberated spiritual beings so krishna also expanded himself into 16108 forms uh, you can't marry 16108 girls because i mean it's difficult to find even one who'll be interested in you so <laughs> To find that many would be difficult. So, uh, let's be realistic here. Does God really exist? Yes, he does. You don't believe it? Well, you'll find out sooner or later. Better to find out sooner. If you don't find out now, you'll find out at the time of death. But that time is not the best time to find out. It's best to. Why can't we see him? You can see him, but you don't recognize him. This room is full of atoms, right? Is it? Can you see them? Yes and no. You can see them. What you're seeing is only atoms, right? But you can't see them. But how do you know there are atoms? Because you've been taught... To recognize that everything matter is composed of atoms. So we have to learn how to see God through jnana chakshu, through the eye of knowledge. And then by practicing bhakti, then we get prema chakshu, then we see him with the eyes of love. So it's a gradual process. At the present time, we are, we're not seeing God directly because our consciousness is not pure. Although anyone can understand that God must exist, you'd have to be extremely foolish to think that God doesn't exist. Here's an example I often give. This is too complex. Where's I need something very simple? Okay. This bag here. Now you don't know where this came from. Does anyone know where it came from? If you look, you could guess. Maybe it's made in China. Maybe it's made in Dubai. Well, I've got information for you. Um, By chance in the desert in Dubai a few days ago, there was an explosion and this came out of it. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I'm very disappointed with you. You never went to science class? (laughs) That's scientific, isn't it? There was an explosion and then the whole universe came. Why... You don't think it's possible that this came from an explosion? Why? Because it's designed. Oh, wait a minute! It's someone else's bag. I better not look too. It's look at this. You see, it takes it takes some intelligence to arrange this with the what's this called? The Velcro to arrange it just like that. To even invent the Velcro. And here's the tab with the name of the company, which I can't read because. I'm not a youth anymore. And then the zip, just like... The, the, then you you got to get all the ingredients, you have to pump up the oil, and then the technology to convert it into whatever this is, some kind of nylon material. Invent the zip, put it all together, market it, make a profit. There's a lot of intelligence behind this, isn't it? But the universe is infinitely more complex. So anyone who thinks that the whole universe came into being and is running on by chance should get the Nobel Prize for foolishness. (laughs) That's all. Does science accept God? Yes. Real science. Stephen Hawking? No. That's his problem. One of his problems. He has a lot of problems. If... If we are all aware that material attraction is wrong, why are we here? Why are we away from our own country? Who asked this? What do you mean by our own country? I mean, we belong to India. Yeah. And Krishna consciousness started in India. Yeah. Because I was wondering if you meant away from the kingdom of God. Why are you here? Well, yes, you are right. People came to Dubai for the dirham. Not for the sand, not for the camel racing. It's for love of dirhams. they came. Well, material attraction is the cause of material bondage. And we're all in this material world because we're in maya. And as long as we don't have knowledge of Krishna consciousness, then... We try to solve our problems by getting money and making so many different adjustments. Mm. You can put Hare Krishna on there also. That's a better sound. Actually, there's rock music. It drags our consciousness down. I used to listen to it. At some point, even before coming to Krishna Consciousness, I I thought, this is horrible actually. It's, It's, it actually makes, it brings the consciousness down. It makes you (laughs) full of the wrong kind of energy. It seems exciting, but it, uh, it stimulates us, but in the, in the wrong way, not in a purifying way. So, uh, yeah, people are here because they reckon they'd earn more money. So, in material life, that's the center of life. But anyway, now that you're here, take advantage of the satsang, which is here and be krishna conscious why can we eat non veg or if not why well like i was saying that you'd have to be a complete fool to and even if you're a phd or nobel prize winning scientist you're actually a fool if you don't accept that there's a god in control of the universe so there are laws of the universe and everything we do brings about a reaction. It's for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. We've all heard that. So that's true on the karmic level also. You you can cheat someone of the bank deposit and get away with it. Maybe. But on the karmic level you can't get away with it. So eating meat is a generally that's a sinful activity because it causes suffering to other living beings the animals feel pain you don't see you just see a lump of flesh in the shop but the animals feel pain and to inflict that pain on them is sinful and also by eating meat that pollutes our consciousness so we can't actually understand god So, for God-realization, it's better to be vegetarian. Krishna says in Bhagavad-gita, If one offers me with bhakti, fruit, flower, leaf or water, I will accept it. So Krishna, he can eat everything, but he's a vegetarian. So, better. For God-realization, it's better. And there's all this propaganda. It's very prominent in India that meat makes you more healthy. But in the Western countries, they're making propaganda. Vegetarian is more healthy, because it's true. They say you have to get more protein. But actually, the human body is it's not suited for a high-protein diet. The tiger is, or the dog is, but the human body is not. So there are many reasons. More questions, lots of questions. Uh, many people say that plants also have life, so are taking their life? And... Yeah, it's true that taking plant food is also taking life in some cases. When we eat grains, oh, there's a lot of questions here. When we eat grains, again, you don't see, because you're all living in Dubai. But the, the grains are harvested when, when the plant is it's actually dyed. So it, the, the wheat grows, or the rice, it's green. Then when it becomes yellow, then it's cut. Or when you take the fruit from the tree, you don't kill the tree. Or when you take milk from the cow, you don't kill the cow. So in many cases there's no killing. But even in those cases where there is killing, yes, actually there's a sin- sinful reaction. Even for taking the wheat, there's also a sinful reaction. Because anything we do which we don't offer to Krishna brings a sinful reaction. But it brings less. Because the, in the plant form, there's less consciousness, so there's less suffering. At what level should boys and girls interact in the satsang, in spiritual life? Well, here's something that you might find difficult to accept, or maybe not. But in the satsang, to keep it sat, it's probably best that the boys and girls don't interact. Because when boys and girls interact, our thoughts tend to become asat. So, that's why it's better that in the satsang, to keep it sat, that we should focus on Krishna and understand that due to our human weakness, that due to the, the tendency to get excited in the wrong way when boys and girls mix that um, some separation is better to be maintained which is why in traditional indian culture and muslim culture there is separation because if there's industry, if there's just free mixing then uh We can't concentrate on thinking about God. And when there's free mixing, then the tendency for relationships to spring up on the wrong basis comes. And often we find that, you know, people, they pick up of a boy picks up a girl and drops her, or a girl picks up a boy and then drops him. This is the wrong way to do things. Actually, the, the the old system was better. You get married and then you have a relationship, rather than you have so many relationships and then you get married and then you can never be stable in marriage either. You told we are all having some background because of Hindu culture but our population is less than 1% in the whole world Hindu population is its certainly more than 1% hmm? the youth of ISKCON no, well, when I was saying a background I meant of of Hindu culture so yeah the population of ISKCON is less than 1% that's true well now that you are coming it's going up well, what about other boys and girls like Muslims, Christians how to mold them who don't know anything about Krishna consciousness well first you yourself understand Krishna consciousness and then, then you'll be better equipped to meet with others but it certainly is a challenge living in the world and being Krishna conscious because then you then you can you have the opportunity to really be different. Hmm. Being They say you should don't just follow what everyone says, but if you don't follow what everyone... to choose to be vegetarian, to be conservative in your habits of mixing between the sexes, to not booze and take drugs and not be into those things, to take that decision... Means you may come under a lot of social pressure, isn't it? That, ah, why are you doing this? Why are you so? Why are you like that? It requires strength of character to say that. No, I'm not going to be. I, I don't believe in these things. I don't want to be a victim. Of, I can tell you frankly because you know, I, I nothing to hide. Prabhupada saved me. I stopped drinking when I realized if I don't. I just stopped like that by myself because I, I knew I'm going to become an alcoholic otherwise. I'm on the verge, so I just stopped. I was about 13 at the time. I started early and I finished early. <laughs> so, uh, but then I just, you know, then I just told, I'm, not, I'm just not going to drink, that's all. I'm not, I'm not drinking, that's it, finished it's up to me I'm not not going to be forced to do something which is not good for me so it requires some strength of character to do that and uh, some people will mock you and some people will respect it also but it's a really good decision your parents might push you even (laughs) here Start drinking. Anyone's parents? I, I, I won't ask you here. But in the Western countries, it used to be fairly common that the parents, at a certain age, would give the child their first drink. But they don't do that now because the children begin early enough anyway. <laughs> Plus, the parents don't care about the kids so much. Maybe I don't know. I can't. I mean shouldn't overgeneralize there are parents who try to look after their children also why should we practice Krishna consciousness in a young age well why practice Krishna consciousness if we understand why we should practice Krishna consciousness then the question comes why didn't I start earlier you never know a young man can be an old man. How is that? You never know. you could pass away any time. so from so if you pass away when you're twelve, then though we didn't know it, eleven is your old age, right? So there's no. What is that? Nishvāsho naiva Vishvaso don't we can't have faith in a nishvas. could be our last one. You never know. How to overcome bad habits. Have good habits. (laughs) Chant Hare Krishna. Take strength from Krishna. How to control the mind. Chant Hare Krishna. And we have to have a goal of life. What is the goal of our life? The goal of our life is to attain Krishna. So if we have that goal of life, then everything... we, We only think how to act in a way that Krishna will be satisfied. Is this good for my bhakti or not? Then automatically everything falls into place. Is reincarnation true? Well, you're asking me, so I'll tell you, yes. It's a fact. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, and apart from that, there has been a lot of what we could call scientific research. You can go on the internet and find, although I I don't recommend, that's another thing, internet. Booze, free sex, drugs, internet, they're all dangerous. Can be. You have to be careful of the internet also. So, but uh, you can find... uh, What's the name? Ian Stevens. There was one researcher twenty years ago in Australia. There, there have been several who Dr. have. Brian hmm? Dr. Brian Grace, in who I didn't hear his name, but about twenty years ago, there was one called Ian Stevens so in Australia who who uh, investigated so many cases yeah. of people who remembered their previous lives by hypnotic the regression. regression yeah. He found there's things I, I saw a movie about it. There's things like he'll hypnotize someone in Australia and then they take them back to a previous life and then they start talking in some language in a dialect which they find out, by research they found out he's speaking French, although the person has no knowledge of French and he's speaking in a dialect which was only in one particular small area like 200 years ago And then he describes the whole place. There are so many instances. Why don't we remember our past life? Because we have... Well, many people do, actually. Most people don't. Many people do. But we don't because we want to have the illusion that I am... Be here now. I am the enjoyer of this body. So, Krishna arranges for us to forget. Because we want to be in the illusion of enjoying this material world. So if we remember the suffering of previous lives, we couldn't do that. Why are there so many religions? Well, really there's only one religion, which is to know God and serve Him. Various religions come about. Well, there are different reasons for that. Um, According to the level of adhikā, or eligibility, there are different levels. Just like mathematics is taught from kindergarten, one plus one equals two. So that's true, that's mathematics, isn't it? So that's still true when you get up into PhD level, but there's a lot more to be understood. And maybe when you get to a higher level, some things which you are taught at the lower level might be different also. In basic mathematics, we are taught that there is no square root of a negative integer. It is not possible, is it? Anything minus x times minus x equals plus x squared. But in higher mathematics, there is the square root of minus one. Which is contradictory, but to understand that one has to come to a higher level. I can't explain it because I left mathematics at age 17 and I forgot pretty much everything except 1 plus 1 equals 2. So, uh, but some things, it, it may seem to, just like... If Krishna is God, why is He dancing with so many girls? That's immoral. We're taught that in our basic religion. But then, when you come to a higher level and understand that what Krishna is doing is not what we are doing, it's what we are doing is a perverted reflection of what Krishna is doing, which is completely pure. So, when one on a higher level, some things they can only be understood by people who have come to that level. And for people who are on a lower level, they may not be able to understand it. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't teach them something. So there are different religions in the world because people are at different levels of understanding. Even being the servant of the Lord, having him, loving him more than the self and this mature world, there is a time when things happen that you are just angry. Angry meaning annoyed with the Lord because after loving him so much, he does so many things and so many tests in life. How are we, are we to get over this anger or this phase of anger with the Lord? Because you don't actually understand who he is and what is our relationship with him. Our, you see, mostly people, they think we love God because we expect him to arrange everything for us to enjoy ourselves. We, lo- we love our parents because they arrange everything so nicely for us they look after us but it seems that God is putting us into many difficulties but that is his love again we're coming to the higher level here we'll find all the great devotees in history Prabhupada Pralad Maharaj Ambarish Maharaj the Pandavas Kunti Devi They had so many difficulties. And they tolerated it all. They knew that this is simply a test, that Krishna, he shows how much the devotee is dedicated to him, that they can tolerate any material difficulty. So the basic misunderstanding is that I am here to enjoy this world, and God, he should arrange for my enjoyment. This is lower-level religion. Higher level is to understand that we are in this world because we are trying to enjoy it separately from Him. We are meant only to serve Him. And our real happiness is in serving Him. So our attempt to enjoy this world, even taking help from God, is illicit. So our angriness with Him because we have so many difficulties shows that we we don't really understand what is our relationship with Him. We are meant to serve him. And the difficulties he gives are to help us realise that we're not meant to enjoy this world. And a great devotee tolerates all difficulties and goes on serving Krishna and doesn't become angry at Krishna, but thanks him. Thank you for giving me so many difficulties. Or if you don't get them, may pray for them. Kunti Devi is praying, give me more difficulties. Because when there's more difficulties we remember we remember you more. That's advanced. Why do we chant? Why do we chant Hare Krishna? Because by chanting Hare Krishna, we develop love of Krishna. How does one advance spiritually by chanting? By the grace of Krishna. He becomes pleased when we chant his names and he blesses us with advancement. What are other devotional activities? Well, there are many. The most important are hearing about Krishna, remembering Krishna, worshipping Krishna in the temple, praying to Krishna, surrendering to Krishna. Who is a guru? A guru is one Jaha hoyte Krishna Bhakti She Guru Hoi. Who gives us bhakti, that is Guru. Why should we keep only one Guru? Well, otherwise it can get confusing. <laughs> and actually Guru is only one, because a real Guru teaches us how to love Krishna. So we may have many Gurus, if they all teach us to love Krishna. What is the difference between Bhagavatam and Gita? What is taught in a nutshell in the Gita is taught in great detail in Sriman Bhagavatam. What is the best way to be in spiritual life? Well, there's really only one way, which is to be in Krishna consciousness. I mean, there are so many cheating things going on in the name of religion. So many bogus things. Real spiritual life begins when we understand Krishna's beginning teachings in Bhagavad Gita, that the body is temporary and we are eternal spirit soul, part and parcel of Krishna. If Krishna is supreme, this isn't really a good question because Krishna is supreme. So it's alright. So then, why did he create the demigods? You know, Krishna made the demigods because they are living beings who are given some opportunity to serve Krishna by helping in the universal management. Krishna can do everything himself, but he appoints the demigods so that they can do some service. And also because people on a lower level of religion, uh, they don't recognize Krishna's supremacy and they want material benefits. So Krishna arranges that through the agency of the demigods, they can start they can worship the demigods, which is the beginning of religious life, and they get some benediction from the demigods but as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita whatever the demigods give is ultimately given by Krishna only so when people become more intelligent they can realize that everything comes from Krishna why do iskonites that's a new term didn't hear that one before okay abstain from tea coffee tea biscuits onion and garlic well because we only take what Krishna takes and we take his prasad and and Krishna is not addicted to tea or coffee. He doesn't need a strong cup of coffee to get him going in the morning. <laughs> tea biscuits. Well, you only take the tea biscuits if you take tea. and Then we don't take tea. So Onion and garlic. Yeah, this is all tamasic food. This is food in the tamagum. So Krishna doesn't like that. Krishna's got more refined taste. Onion and garlic stinks and it makes your breath stink and Krishna's got a more sophisticated taste. But, uh, sometimes garlic is used in medicine. Is... Garlic been used in medicine, yeah. That's true. Can be. Sometimes meat is used in medicine. Sometimes wine can be used. But that doesn't necessarily mean we take it. There are alternatives also. Why is it always about Krishna? Why can't we be a true devotee and love Krishna in our life and also have a luxurious life. Why always Krishna? That's that's our problem that we're asking that. Everything is Krishna. Failure to recognize that is the cause of all our problems. We can have a luxurious life, well, we're not saying if it happens that you have a luxurious life, you can have it. But most people, they work hard to get a luxurious life, but then they're spending all their life working hard. So where's the luxury? You come home to a luxurious apartment, most people, everyone's trying for a luxurious life, most people don't get it. Those who do get it, they come home to a luxurious apartment just to go to sleep, because they don't have time to do anything else. So what did they gain? But if you get that, well, you can have. One of our... God Brothers is Ambarish Prabhu, Alfred Ford, one of the heirs to the Ford fortune, born rich. Recently I was listening to, to him, actually it was just over a year ago, Prabhupada's Disappearance Day Festival in Mayapur, and he was saying that being born rich from a young age, I could understand how useless it was to be rich. <laughs> and how unhappy all the rich people are. Because I'm surrounded by them. That's all I knew. How how unhappy they are deeply unhappy. And so many of the rich, rich people, I mean we're talking about people who are born with hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. And how so many of them all around me committing suicide all the time. So it's an illusion to think this will make us happy but if you're attracted to do that you can do that and chant Hare Krishna also we're not saying you have to live like a beggar you live comfortably and chant Hare Krishna but don't dedicate your life to working hard, hard, harder harder simply to get luxury because like I say most people they don't get it anyway it's just like in India. If you say you're from Dubai, from Dubai, but you know, is it really so wonderful? Are you really living such a great life? Are you really so blissful and ecstatic because you're in Dubai? Not at all. Our temple there in Juhu. Who's been there? Bombay, it's gone. Juhu, many. So just not far from there is the andheri reclamation area where the you can get an apartment starting at maybe i don't know 50 60 lakhs minimum and you go in there you go you, you go in there and you you go in the bathroom and you can hardly get in because it's so tiny <laughs> you have to like squeeze inside the door now these are people they're paying lots of money to get an apartment in a good area, but it's so small, they can hardly fit in it. Well, it's better than being in the Mahala and sharing one toilet with 60 families. (laughs) And the water comes in the summer sometimes. (laughs) luxurious life you're living a luxurious life compared to most people in India you already have a luxurious life so alright live like that if you like but it's not all in all we're not saying you have to do like what what's that the uh, in the the Iranians do what What festival is that they whip themselves Maharam, yeah. we're not saying you have to do that to be religious. But uh, the endeavor for material happiness inevitably brings more distress. And the idea that I will be happy by having a big house on the beach. What happened to your house on the beach? <laughs> it was just in a drama, right? You can imagine it. even if you get it it doesn't bring happiness if one fails in doing krishna bhakti actually no one fails guaranteed success so it's, they often they sell products and they say guaranteed free gift and you buy it and you get a little plastic toy this big or something <laughs> so so but in krishna bhakti guaranteed Success. Everyone's a success. There's no failure. Because if we do 1% Krishna Bhakti, that stays with us. It's a bank account that is never withdrawn from. In the next life you begin with 1%. It doesn't go down. If you do some pious activity, giving charity to pious to Brahmanas, then you get a pious result. You can go to Swargaloka or you can be born in Dubai, which is more pious from the karmic point of view than being born in kampuchea So, but then, as you, en- as you enjoy that, you're born in the Ford family and you enjoy all the luxury, but then your karmic bank account goes down. You get the point? It's like you you do good activities and you get a karmic bank balance. So then in the next life you enjoy and then your bank balance is down to zero and it's back to the factory. So but in bhakti whatever you do is a permanent deposit and you can you build on it. It's never diminished. So there's no failure in bhakti. So the question is, if one fails in doing Krishna bhakti, is not that a part of Krishna's will? No, it's our will. We have whatever we do, however much we take to Krishna consciousness, or however we have some free will. We're not we're not robots. We can choose to serve Krishna or not. We always have a choice. Nothing happens without His will. Uh, That's a bit of a misunderstanding. Krishna does give us some free choice. Otherwise we'd be machines, isn't it? He does give us some free choice. He doesn't want that we forget it, but he gives us some free choice. Nothing happens without his sanction. That's true. But his sanction and his will is something different. Just like, I'll give an example, Prabhupada told that... um, when he was when Prabhupada was a young father, his young son, they had the table fan, and his son kept on wanting to put his hand in there, his finger in, which of course is very dangerous. You get your finger cut or badly bruised, or maybe even the tip will it can be cut off. So again and again he went. So. They tried to stop him, but he had some fascination. He wants to put his finger in there. So eventually what they did, they turned it off, so it was going just a little slowly, then said, okay, now you can put your hand He put it in, Dum! and it hurt, but it didn't severely hurt him. And they said, now you want to put your hand again? No. Nope. <laughs> so they told him, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do. But he insisted, all right, you do it. So they gave a sanction, they didn't want... But they gave the sanction. So God sanctions. It doesn't necessarily mean that he wants us to do it. There's a difference. Krishna was the last avatar of this universe, but why the last? That's not true. Who told you that? That's misinformation. The avatars are coming. Next is Kalki avatar. Not that cheetah in South India. (laughs) Um, The real Kalki avatar comes after 427... For like twenty seven thousand years more. But people who don't know what they're talking about tell things like that. We have to understand Krishna from Shastra. And according to Shastra, Kalki avatar will come, then after him there will again be Satya Yoga and so many different avatars will come. So be careful who don't just believe anything that anyone says about Krishna. You have to hear from the proper authority, those who are following Shastra, according to the Parampara system. So thank you all for your nice questions. Hare Krishna. Shall we chant Hare Krishna for a few minutes?